Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Awesome day. Uh, We got a lot to get into. Good games last night. Games today. Bally's baseball games day. Dodgers, defending World Series champs, backs up against the Peru Wall at the Ravine tonight. Uh, Felt like a gust from the gods. Kept them from tying the game in the bottom of the ninth last night. Gavin Lux's ball did not even hit the warning track, even though he smoked it. 
out of the box. Um, plus, we have Baltimore's unbelievable comeback, all the other NFL stuff. But all these stories seem to pale in comparison to John Gruden, who, of course, won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers after building up a championship-caliber team with the Raiders. Uh, then kind of floundered with the Buccaneers, got fired, eventually went into broadcasting, had his own kind of quarterback camp and did the NFL draft stuff and was and was the uh, was the analyst for Monday Night Football, takes over the Raiders, 10-year contract, gets kind of complete and autonomous control. And oh, eight days ago, eight days ago, at this time of day, they were getting ready to play the L.A. Chargers in SoFi in front of essentially a Raiders home crowd with a 3-0 record. They lost their last two games. And then, of course, in between the two losses, uh, some email stuff came out from the New York Times going back years ago with Bruce Allen, his uh, former colleague, actually former boss, when he was like, technically when he was with the Raiders and with the Buccaneers. And then more emails dropped last night with the, from the New York Times, and now he's out of a job, probably out of the league forever. A guy who was a great player for the Raiders, and now their um, their their lead analyst on Compass Media Networks is Lincoln Kennedy. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Link, how are you? Well, I've been better. I could say that. Um, it's good to be with you, though. And how how are you, bud? I'm good, man. Um, yeah. let, let's 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 start with just your reaction to the story and what happened last night. John Gruden losing his job. Shock, really was. I was watching a game when uh, Adam Schefter dropped the news, and I had not at that point had not heard about the additional emails that were found. And the disparaging comments until um, Adam had you know reported on it and did a little bit of own research, but I was shocked because you know I'm not one of these guys who's, who's played for John and want to come out and throw him under the bus and say what kind of a jerk he is or an ass or he is. I I never got that feeling when I was around him, and I was you know I was first introduced to him when he got the head coaching job at the Raiders and then under his you know sort of system. Along with Bill Callahan, I had some of my best years, all pro years, pro bowl, stuff like that, and great playoff and Super Bowl run, as you mentioned. Um, but neither him nor Bruce Allen had ever used that type of language around me. I never heard those guys in, in just talking, being like that. Um, a lot of the banter that's going back and forth. So I was really shocked when I when I got the news. Okay. Um, if we go back to the first email that, that, that dropped in regards to DeMora Smith and his lips, which – if anybody knows historic implications of you know it's 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 highly offensive. He said, hey, right. "And I'm 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 not I I describe people as having rubber lips with their lying." How right. how did that land with you? It was quite unsettling. But again, you know, I had never seen any or heard it. I mean, even when you hear about stuff that comes out of people's past and stuff like that, you know, for me, I'm like I'm taking it for what it's worth right now. We're trying to, you know, we're getting ready for a football game. We're getting ready to play the Chicago Bears, and we're hearing about all this. So why is it dropping now? I mean, it happened 10 years ago. So it was kind of like, it was like, oh, man, well, damn, that sucks. I hate that he did that, you know, but let's move forward. And then when everything else piled on, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, the way I see it, Mark Davis's hands was forced. You can't keep somebody leading your organization, one of the most iconic organizations in professional sports, and they, they've shown that type of checker pass, especially in this day and age, where you've got you know teams that are changing their own identity to not be deemed offensive. How can you have someone as a head coach or a general manager controlling your organization? And and he has a, a, a trail of you know uh, of insulting messages and stuff like that. 
Um, when you're doing the game on Sunday against the Bears, what was was your sense that they they wouldn't play for them, or was it were they were they just bested by the Bears on Sunday? I got I got the feeling they were bested by the Bears. They came out flat. Something that had been notoriously happening all season long is that the Raiders have started off slow, and they've been able to spot teams. You, you talked about the Charger game so far. Well, they spotted them 21 points before they finally got on the board. So I was thinking that this is another slow start. This is indicative of what we've seen so far in the season. But then again, at the, um, by the end of the game, I kind of took into consideration every aspect that I saw watching the game and said they, they just got pushed around. They got out-muscled. They got out-physicaled. Uh, and the Raiders had no response for it. And then all of a sudden, this other stuff comes out. I don't know how much the team knew prior to that point, but I can't necessarily say they played poorly because they knew that. And I can't say that they didn't because they, you know, they, that they, they knew it. Sure. Um, okay. Now, like John is a guy who takes over a room. He's taken over the yep. franchise. He's yeah. gone. How do yeah. you replace him? Well, you rely heavily on the iconic or the charismatic figures that you have in place, Derek Carr. Let's face it, he's the, he's the face of the franchise. You can say what you want about Chucky, the persona, and everything else. And, the, you know, TV has done – they've done their fair share of in, in, investing, investing into that as well. But you got to fall back on Derek Carr. And I've, I've said, you know, with all these many interviews uh, I've been doing since this happened, look, if the Raiders are able to come out and beat the Broncos – a lot of the pain might go away because athletes just want to play. So the players just want to play and they want to win. So if, if, if they're able to right the ship and get a win, that'll help ease a little bit of this pain moving forward. Still got a lot of football left to be played. Um, this is a, the Raiders are a good team, but they're in a very good division. And, you know, I, I, I would say that, you know, the, the Chargers, uh, you know, someone like the Bills uh, and, and other teams might be slightly ahead of them, but the Raiders can't compete. Um, okay, let, let, let's talk Chargers since you saw them in person. Uh, what, what's your sense of just how good they are? Because there have been, look, they're winning games where in the years past they would have lost. Like in years past, right. they would have collapsed against the Raiders once the Raiders scored those two touchdowns. They did not. They got a stop and a missed field goal and they went down and scored. Um, so th- that's part of it. There's still a very slight margin for error. How good do you think the Chargers are? Well, I would say this. It, it's much like the way that I, I viewed when the Raiders came out and were undefeated for you know almost the first month, 3-0 and before they lost their first one. Um, we have to make sure that history doesn't repeat itself because you and I both know watching a lot of Charger football that they've started fast in years past and faded at the end. Uh, and same thing for the Raiders. So I, I think the Chargers potentially have they have everything they need to be successful, and I think they showed a great deal of resiliency the way they battled back against Cleveland in that defense. Uh, but but it's still a wait and see. We got to see the second half of the season. They're off to a tremendous start. They've got their quarterback of the future, no doubt. Um, very little things that I can criticize about his play. Um, the system they have in place on both sides of the ball makes them effective, and they've got some playmakers. We just have to see how this thing pays out when we get in the teeth of the schedule, which is really around the middle of the season. Uh, last thing, going back to getting to the Gruden thing, but how it affects the rest of the league. Um, you talk with a lot of dudes like, you know, there's, there's, yeah. a, there's a fraternity there of not just yeah. foreign players, but the, the really good ones. It's like, there's gotta be some sort of text message change. Like, what's the, what's the feeling like as a, a foreign player, black player, a guy who had a lot of respect who you didn't see any of this stuff coming. Well, I mean, that's, that's just it because it's been, a, it's been a mix of emotions. I've seen guys like, uh, you know, Keyshawn Johnson come on TV and say, you know, I thought he was a fraud and everything else. 
Well, that could be just the harboring some ill feelings that he let you go. I, I don't know. All I can say is speak from my vantage point and my viewpoint. And, and I've been telling guys the same thing. I said, I never saw it. I never saw, I never heard this type of vernacular. I never, I never saw him acting in a disparaging way against anyone who was different. Um, you know, for crying out loud, he, he, there's, there's Carl Massive is an openly yeah. gay player yeah. on, on his team. And, you know, everyone, when he came out and announced it, you know, people came up to me like, well, the Raiders are going to release him. Go, well, I said, first of all, prior to this year, Carl Massive didn't do squats since the Raiders acquired him in free agents. But at the same point, if you, if you released him at training camp, wouldn't necessarily look good for your for your uh, for your your team, you know what I mean? <laughs> because especially on top of this, what we're learning now, hindsight being always twenty twenty. But so I mean, the short answer is, Doug, I didn't know that type of Gruden, um, but I understand why Mark Davis had to let him go. It was just right, too much. it's 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 altogether possible. And I, I know you got to go. It's altogether like he uses offensive language. It doesn't mean that he discriminates towards black people or right. towards gay people. You know, right. he can have whatever feelings he has. I, I think it's a it's a very slippery slope. Again, it doesn't make it a guy you'd want to necessarily have for dinner, but it does give you a different look, especially as you played for him. You're, you're black, and you didn't experience yeah. any any sort of any any sort of negative ne- negative feelings. No, that's exactly right, and that's what that's what I have to go on. Even even my time as an announcer, being around the organization since he's come back. Never saw it. Talked to them friendly. Just never seen anything that would say in another direction. No, I really don't want to sit down with this guy. Link, great stuff. Appreciate you joining us. Love the calls. I listen to them all the time. Tell everybody Compass says hello. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, Doug. Be well, man. I'll talk to you. All right, you too. Lincoln Kennedy, great player, uh, a perennial Pro Bowler as a as a as an offensive lineman, left tackle for the then Oakland. Raiders. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be president in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Can, can I ask you guys a question? Why are so many people pushing back against the idea that this is cancel culture? Well, why, why is that? Jay Stu, do you want to help me out with that one? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a loaded question. Um, cancel culture is like the, the automatic response nowadays, because if you do or say anything bad or you have in the past, uh, you no longer deserve to have your job. So, I mean, but isn't that what happened here? Um, no, no, no. This is much more nuanced than that. I mean, we've been talking all show about it. Go go back, go back and say what you just said one more time. If you do or say anything that's offensive in the past, you can automatically lose your job. That's what happened here. The, the cancel culture uh, people, I guess people will, will call them uh, woke or however you want to identify them. They want you to lose your job and your livelihood for something you've done or said either now or in the past. That's, That's what, what I'm referring here. to. Okay. And I think a certain segment of the population is very glad that Gruden lost his job. We saw a lot of uh, excitement last night on the woke Twitter <laughs> that he lost his job. Um, I, I don't think that this falls into cancel culture. I, I don't think it falls into that. I just think it does for those people that that are out for that stuff. But I, I don't I don't I don't. So what does it? This falls under the tradition, just more th- traditional. This, this falls human res- This falls human under resources. the you you can't behave a certain way or represent yourself a certain way for a corporation. This this that this, that's I, what this I under, is. I understand, but it was as you described in the past. I don't know, Byer, where are you on this one? Like, people are very pushing back against, like, was that cancel culture? Like, I guess my thing is, like, cancel culture is not all bad. 
It's like, it's not, it's not. like some people, it's, it's when it becomes mob mentality and you go after people and it's another one of those, where does the line kind of get drawn? All right. Like if it's, does J- John Gruden lose his job? If somebody else knew of the email or heard him say something or whatever, like does that person lose their guilt? Is there a guilt by association, guilt by association with cancel culture? That to me is the, is an issue I have, right? Cause we don't, um, it's like, you know, some people are just aren't in a place of either confidence or power to where they can speak up against these things that are going on. But I absolutely think this is cancel culture. He's getting canceled. His career is over for things that he emailed in the past, despite the fact that there hasn't been uh, at least I, I haven't seen any proclamations or statements of discriminatory treatment towards black people, towards homosexual people that I, that I know of. That I know of. I think it's uh, depending on the severity of it. And I do agree with Jason in saying that it's it's more nuanced or there's more uh, I, there are maybe more levels to this. I guess I would just I would ask then should Gruden just have gotten a pass on this and just let it slide or just dock in some money? What is the what would be the alternatives? Because I don't know the alternatives for the Raiders for what they could have done as an organization. I think what the Raiders could have, in, in, in hindsight, in hindsight, the Raiders could have uh, put him on, like, you know, commissioner's example, like, set him aside for last weekend. That probably would have helped him. Like, hey, we're going to investigate this. In the meantime, we're going to take Gruden, and he's not going to coach and meet with the media. Let's just kind of figure it all out. I think that could have helped him. Um, I do think a lengthy suspension could have, you know, I'd like, do, do I think you go to there? I, I just think I don't use that language. I made it a really strong point. I, I will tell you that I curse in, in real life way too often. It's a bad habit. Okay. That I, that when I get to talking, especially about sports, I have a tendency to curse, but I do not like I, I, that, that version of the F word. I don't know if I've used since, Maybe I was a little kid, right? When it was back in the eighties, you know, when it was, you know, again, things were different. And again, you're a little kid and you'll, once you learn bad words, you use them just cause you think you can, you know, I never use that. Um, I definitely, you know, you call the, you call the commissioner that same word. Like no one thinks that he thinks the commissioner is gay, but it's just used in a derogatory word. Like, I it, it just feels like he's talking like he's a 15 year old boy in these emails and pretty obvious that he's um, anti some of the movements which have taken place. But I, I don't necessarily know that any individual one was fireable. I think it's the collective and I think it's cancel culture. And I think it's the fact the Raiders did him know. And, and maybe this was him going like, I'm not going to be suspended when they should have just go like, no, this is a big deal. We have to suspend you. Cause I actually, I do believe that, that as derogatory and as inflammatory as the comment about Demora Smith's lips are, I, I would like to believe that that doesn't necessarily, that that comes from a him thinking he's funny and it's, Locker room, I'm trash talking to Morris Smith because I can't believe a word coming out of his lips or whatever. Right. He was I just. I, yeah, I don't I don't. I, I, I look, don't I, I understand. Yeah, I, I kind of explain. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think I don't so. know where you I don't know where you go. I don't, I, I but my, my point is we would all agree he got canceled for things in the past. Right. 
is that's cancel culture. And I don't think all parts of cancel culture are bad. But the, the, okay. problem, the problem, Doug, is that um, cancel culture is a term used in a lot of ways on the, on, the, on the far right nowadays for just blanketing anything that happens to anybody. And it's kind of a lazy just kind of way out and say, oh, it's cancel culture without thinking about, well, there were actual things that he did that are just not justifiable. And, and yeah, you can't throw again, it under the same umbrella I, 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 as cancel I, I, culture. But it is. No, what you're doing is you're not throwing it. I, I totally understand. That's, that's really what I'm, I'm getting to, which is people have taking things to meaning, like things that start with the best intentions at heart. Like, I don't know if, you, if Kaepernick had the best intentions at heart and if the, like Black Lives Matter, I don't know, like in the initial thought of it, I think it had good intentions. Now, when they came out with the kind of mission statement of some things, a lot of people were like, I'm... I think that all black lives matter. I just don't agree with the black lives matter movement. Right. I, I think it's fair that people who have acted in ways, especially Hollywood, right. The, like the me too movement. Initially, there's a lot of good. Cause there's a lot of bad people, bad actors out there. And I'm not talking about actors, but it's a term bad actors, right. That needed to be out of position of power. They needed to be outed. The old casting couch stories needed to be, those people needed to be exposed. I don't think the Me Too movement initially had what was negative. I think it was a cleaning up of the mess that hadn't been, that people hadn't gotten to for years and they just brushed over like, that's ah, Hollywood, right? But then it took on a completely different meaning. I think cancel culture is the same. It's exactly right. I think you, you uh, whether you meant to or not, made my point. The Me Too is a perfect example of throwing everything under the same umbrella. The Harvey Weinstein thing was awful and no one would disagree with that. But then you take examples like Al Franken uh, and stuff like that, that yeah. they got kind of, uh, you know, they, they, they caught the, the circumstances of that movement and, you know, for, for something that wasn't even close to what Weinstein Correct. did. Stuff like that. I, we, we, and, we, to, we, to, we totally agree. There's a, there, but that would be a misassociation, misrepresentation, misuse of the Me Too movement. Whereas I don't, I don't think this is a misuse of cancel culture. Like John Gruden was canceled because yep. there are seven years of emails where he uses language that is unacceptable. Like, why are we running from the idea of it being cancel culture? Because some people take cancel culture to being one that steps over the bounds of canceling the bad actors. Okay. That's not the case here. This, this is a case. It would be once those second emails dropped. It's really hard to employ a guy. It just is. One comment, all right, you know, you suspend him, you have him do some sort of image rehab. All of those players that played for him that say, hey, he's not a racist, they come out. But once you get to where, like, kind of offends just about everybody, like, he just goes through the who can I offend thing here, you know? Uh, it, it's it's hard to employ a guy who runs your entire organization. It, it is. Um but he was canceled. What happened was can he was canceled. There's no other way. He went from head coach of an undefeated team to out of the league, won't work in the media or in the NFL ever again in one week because of emails that were in the past. That's by definition cancel culture. If this was if this was an assistant coach whose emails were released on Friday, do you think he would have been dismissed at that point? If yes. that Yeah, I think so as well. And that's why but, I don't but, think but that John Gruden the... is a, a victim in all of this. I think he actually he he ended up staying the weekend because he's John Gruden. 
Like he ended up. Yes, but I also think it's so because he does have a, he does have equity in the he does have equity. Like like Chris Sims says, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of enemies, but he has a lot of equity as well. Which like, look, if you is there can the, is there a moment, or is there anything in the emails, or is there anything that says he whatever his feelings were, he held it against them as a player, as an employee, right? That's true discrimination. You know, no one's accused him of that. And so I, I think that's why he stayed, not because, not just because he's John Gruden, that's part of it, but also because, like, you, we can, you, can, you can call somebody whatever word you want, but how did he act with the Carl Nassib thing? And by the way, the part of the thing with the Michael Sam thing, I would like to know, did the commissioner actually tell the St. Louis Rams to draft Michael Sam, right? Michael Sam wasn't going to be drafted. He was drafted in the seventh round. It was a circus at the time. And even though he was SEC defensive player of the year, like the Rams who are, you know, in Missouri, they just happened to draft him. Like, okay, I would love to know, did that actually happen? Again, his language is not acceptable, but I, I'm interested in, I'm interested in that kind of conspiracy theory there. Um, I think, I think Dan just kind of, he brought up the word that kind of triggered something for me. Victim. That's the key word here, right? Because yeah. John when, Gruden is not a victim. Right, we all agree. Right. On that. So, and, and I think that that's the pushback when when people just call cancel cancel culture. I think like the, the the smarter people know that there there's just more nuance to this, and it's not. And it almost infers that he's a victim of all this. Harvey Weinstein was not a victim of no, the agreed. Me Too. Yes. But Al Franken, you can make a case, probably was a victim of Me Too, right? And uh, Gruden is not a but, victim here. No, um, didn't get due process, but I don't know if it would have changed anything. I think the swiftness of it uh, would be the and the and and the the fact that it was however many years in the past. I think those things. And look, the truth is, had he worked for ESPN at the time and somebody knew about these emails, he would have been fired, even being John Gruden. They just they they would not have. Would not have gone. But again, is that do you feel like that's cancel culture? I don't know. It's it's a really considering the emails that were sent were before he worked for this institution for the NFL. It's a I I, I find it interesting that we've made cancel culture take on such a negative connotation that we won't even label this cancel culture when this is cancel culture. I think fairly properly used. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, the, the Nets, this is a great, this is, this is an all-timer, right? So the Nets are like, look, man, we can't do the part-time player with Kyrie Irving. Either you're a full-time player or you're not on the team. So that's a line in the sand. And I think the problem is that everybody is worried that if you tell Kyrie, like, look, either you play or you don't. And there's no playing when you want to play thing. There's no rainy moss there. Right? And you can't do the, well, I can play in arenas where I don't have to be back. Like, nah, we're not rolling like that. Um, And I don't even think this is pressure from the league. I just think this is like, hey, we can't function in this way. The problem with Kyrie Irving is you do run the, how do you trade him if there's a pretty good chance he doesn't want to play for anybody else? He said he wanted to play for the Nets. But what he says, he doesn't do. Because if he wanted to play for the Nets, he'd get vaccinated. But they drew a, a decent line in the sand there. A decent line in the sand. Um, the question is, do they brush it off at some point? Go, well, we'll try. The, the crazy part about the Kyrie Irving thing is, 
I saw Donald Trump Jr. support Kyrie Irving earlier today. Like the idea that Kyrie Irving is now has the support of the former president and his family based on the, the crazy part about it. Like here's, here's what's crazy where politics and sports, right? Like I always thought president Trump should have embraced and pushed. Now he is, but, and his family, but his family's not the vaccine the, that the vaccine works because he was the one who said like, we did the warp speed thing. That's why it got done. Right. Champion the things you got done. But suddenly now, like, it's an anti-vax? I don't understand any of that. I, I just don't. Maybe it's over my head. You know? Um, but, like, we could have seen the last of Kyrie Irving. Like, there's a legitimate chance he doesn't want to play basketball again. It's the, I only want to play for the Nets. I won't be traded. And the Nets are like, look, we only want you if you're going to get vaccinated because otherwise you can't play. We don't want a part-time player. Well, I don't want to get vaccinated. Well, then you don't want to play for this. Then, then you're done. Now, the thing about Kyrie is he is that good that you're able to maybe not overlook, but on some level put up with so many of this, these, these stories. But like he's like the last of the Mohicans here in the NBA. O of 19 in, with runners in scoring position is bad. But this is like that is playoff baseball, isn't it? Isn't it, Bayer? I mean, sure. But this with with Jay Stu, he's like, how does the off the Dodgers offense like that's that's playoff baseball? It runs at a, at a premium. It is playoff baseball. But Jason Stark, a longtime uh, baseball reporter, right. just posted that the 1966 Dodgers actually set the record for the most runners in scoring position without putting a run across in the uh, World Series against the Orioles. They went 0 for 22. So that was in a World Series, and I'm not sure how many games that went. I'm Probably not too many. It went Judd. four. Four the games. Dodgers got swept yeah. that series. There you go. So right there, 0 for 22. Right now the Brewers in three-plus games against the Braves are 0 for 19. So they are, you know, they are closing in on that Dodger record. So there is yeah. some historic ramifications that they are getting closer to. And can I expound on what Doug uh, just surmised? I'm my whole thing with the Dodgers is is not uh, specific to this postseason. Um, anyone familiar with my Twitter feed, I, I go back five, six years talking about how this offense disappears for periods of time. I mean, they won 106 games, but they they went through periods of time during the season where they would go one and a half, two games without scoring a run, and it just didn't make any sense. So that's what I'm speaking to. I think Andrew Friedman has put together a roster that will win a lot of games over 162 games. I just don't know if it's a, a lineup that's going to win a championship this year. They caught Magic in a Bottle one year ago from today, and that was a wonky COVID year. I don't think they caught Magic in a Bottle. They were good last year. They've been good for five or six. That's like catching Magic. Catching Magic in a Bottle is when you're not very good, and all of a sudden you just start hitting out of your mind. That's Magic in a Bottle. That's not what the—like, you can't win the division seven straight years and go, hey, they caught Lightning in a Bottle. Like, no, they didn't. I think when, when I say Lightning in a Bottle, I'm talking about their offense. Their offense caught lightning in a bottle during the postseason last year. How you, how you're seeing them right now is more representative of how we've seen the Dodgers the last few years. It's an amazing team with a talented roster that just has this in an enigmatic like offensive uh, disappearance in the postseason. But that's baseball. 
Oh boy, I'm not gonna. That's baseball. You're not gonna like. like give me okay. So give me a team that doesn't have an enigmatic up that that doesn't go up and down with it with it with the hitting. Well, I mean, I, me, feel there free. are certain degrees of that. The the no, no, Dodgers no, 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 no. go just, into deep depths. Team. I asked for one team. What, Astros. These guys are always mashing the ball. Okay, well, Homer away. First of all, if we're honest, they play in a in a they play in a bandbox, right? Playing a bandbox that's indoors and the ball jumps out of there. Are we okay with that? Yep. Yes. They play in a crummy division, right? The Rangers stink. The Angels pitching stinks, right? Like they play in a crummy division. They play in a bandbox, and yeah, they they do hit the ball well. But I would venture to guess, like again, I didn't follow every Astros game this year. I would venture to guess they had slumps where they couldn't hit anything. Fair. Of course, but but the, the the Yankees went through terrible slumps. Look at the Yankees roster. You're like, man, they got bopper after bopper after bopper, and they go out and get another bopper. Like the St. Louis Cardinals. Like here, here's here's what's they have Nolan Arenado and uh, and Goldie come over to their team. Right, those are two perennial all stars to go along with a really good lineup. And yes, they were incredible the last month of the season. But there's a reason that they had to play so well the last month of the season because they went through stretches where they were coming. Like that is baseball. I as you were talking, this is funny. I, as you're, you know, we have ESPN on in the studio, right? They just flashed a, a a graphic that said that the Dodgers are one for fifty-two in two-strike counts in this postseason. One for fifty-two. I mean, that's just that th- that's the kind of depth that I'm talking about. That's just not right. Well, that that I think. I mean, and and again, th- it's a bigger baseball discussion, right? That comes from. Like Chris, I think the one, by the way, is uh, Chris Taylor's home run. He had two strikes, didn't he? Um, not sure. Ramos, Maybe. did he have two strikes when he hit the home run in the wild card? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm guessing he probably did, but I don't, don't know that for some, some fans. Know. You guys are. Geez, you don't well, even know I, that. Well, no, I just I saw the ball <laughs> go to the fence. What was the pitch? That's what I saw. Who was the pitcher? What was the t- temperature? Ah. How many miles an hour was the wind? <laughs> it wasn't like last night. I can tell you that. That was it. Was it was windy last night? It was, it was, it was windy. It was one of those like, man, this is feels. It woke up and it felt like fall, like fall in California, which you usually don't get until November and December. Uh, okay, let me let me look at this here real quick. And Chris Taylor, I think it was a. I'm almost positive it was a. It was a yeah, game. I've got it here on my Windows 95 computer, so it should be up <laughs> probably about six o'clock Eastern time. I'm I'm gonna find it first before anybody does watch. It was a two-one count. Yep, two-one. So it was not a two-strike count. I was wrong. Um, okay, but but I think the two strike like when we were kids, two strike approach was what? Choke up. Choke up. Put yes. it in play. Put it in play. Just make contact, right? And like baseball's changed. No doubt. Baseball is two strikes, let's swing. Swing away, buddy. Swing away. It's a lot because when you hit one over the fence, they're like, that was a lot easier than all those little small hits. What was amazing last night is the Red Sox won. Uh, a walk off, but they they bunted, and I remember thinking to myself, like all these people that are cheering a perfect sacrifice bunt, if it doesn't work, they're like, ah, here we go with the bunting. People hate bunting unless it actually works, and it worked in the bottom of the ninth for the Red Sox. They bunted, and then they had like a fairly shallow sack fly to win the game. And to me, that's baseball. Like that's postseason baseball. That's how you win. You juxtapose that to Max Scherzer's bunt attempt, Ramos last night. Scherzer trying to bunt a runner over. He looked like a spaz who's never played baseball before. Ah. It is a lost art. 
I do have to say that. Especially a pitcher, to me, this is just should me. Be bunt, should be able to bunt. Yes, yeah. a pitcher, that should be the 95% bunt, not even close. It shouldn't even be a second thought. Like, that guy should put you it go, down, not a problem. You go back to Doug's analogy of uh, 0-2 strikes. What do you do before batting practice of every practice or every game? Lay two down. Yep. Then, you, then, you get, then you get your hacks, but you got to lay two down. They don't do it anymore. They, they just don't. Um, by the way, like this is, and again, this is on the micro and the macro. Uh, Barry Bonds in the discussion of greatest hitters ever, right? I mean, hard to tell because so much steroids are running through his veins back when in 02 when they, when they went to the World Series. Uh, but if, if we remember back when he was an MVP with the Pittsburgh Pirates, he hit 167, 148, and then finally 261 with one home run in seven games with the Pittsburgh Pirates in the playoffs. Like, this is, and early on with the Giants, he didn't hit well in the playoffs. The great Barry Bonds. And Alex Rodriguez, another one that never had great postseason until the year the Yankees won the World Series with him. But he was like two for like 40. Well, that's probably a little bit out of control. But he did not have a great postseason as well. Mike Trout. Uh, probably the greatest player in the yeah. last ten, 10 years, right? They, they've only been the playoffs that one year, but uh, they couldn't break wind. I mean, it was he was uh, 12 at-bats. He had one hit. Mike Trout, best player in baseball over the last decade. So, I, and I understand what you're saying, um, Jay, uh, Jason, where you're saying, like, it's not one guy, it's an entire team. Yeah. But I'm using those small, like, these are the best. There's, that happens in the postseason. Just yep. does. It does. Power pitching wins in the postseason. And for, Bullpens but, win. Defense with, And then they say timely hitting. Timely hitting. I will say this. For, for every Bonds that you just quoted, for every Mike Trout, there's like a Scott Spezio yep. or like a Jim Leyritz, right? There's yep. always like the random dudes that have these like averages of 400 in the postseason. It's just, that, now that's baseball. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Uh, I just got a tweet here. Disgusted to hear the far right theme of cancel culture to make uh, Gruden look like the victim racist and undercover racist to use the blanket term to play the victim card. I wasn't aware of that. I thought cancel culture was originally, and you guys can tell me was originally used as the, Hey, this is how you get rid of people. I, I do think that the far right has taken it and hijacked it much the way they hijacked you know, they've hijacked other things, but I, I, again, and I could be wrong on this. I thought the cancel culture was the, Hey, here's the deal. If people are behaving poorly, or if we find out who we think you really are, we just cancel you. That's it. And move on. Am I, am I wrong there, Jason? I, that's what I was attempting to tell you earlier that I think that, that when you say cancel culture, a certain group of people are just going to see you as lazy and ignorant because it's easy to dismiss everything. And it sounds like that Twitter follower is, is basically accusing you of that. Right. No, it's it, again, life is much more nuanced than, and that's the problem with social media. That's the problem with listening. That's the problem with television. Television has become, you know, guy sits on one side, he has to have one opinion. Guy sits on the other side, has to have another opinion. When usually most of our opinions are kind of somewhere in the middle, but we've, we bought into what we see on TV and everything has to be very divisive. I think we can all agree that like you're a grown man. The words that were used were like almost sophomoric uh, from John Gruden. Even if you're not offended by them, which most people would be, they're like sophomoric. Like, and considering he's the head coach of the Ra- considering he was working on television at the time. I, I don't, I don't think he's the victim here. I think that the interesting part is, like, where do we, where does it end? You know, if we can go 10 years into somebody's past and go like, hey, here's an email with a word and a way in which he put it or a name he called somebody he didn't like. How far back can we go? Our personal conversations, our texts private, 
right? Our email is private. Our personal conversation is private. It's actually a bigger nuanced question than just like, you're a bad person because he, no, I'm not. One NFL owner has thoughts on John Gruden leaving Las Vegas. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Byer, what do you got? One quick story for you, Doug. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have released a statement saying that they are removing John Gruden's name from their ring of honor, saying while we acknowledge John Gruden's com- uh, con- contributions on the field, his actions go against our core values as an organization. It's a big step. Okay, you got any more? Uh, Stros lead the White Sox 7-1 in the 8th. Brewers and Braves scoreless in the 6th. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Dodgers got to win tonight because my my belief is that we, we need Astros and Dodgers, kind of group therapy with trash cans. I'd like to see the, the Red Sox uh, play the Astros and the Astros present Alex Cora with like a gold trash can for game one and then have them play the Dodgers in the World Series. We'll see if that happens. Crazy day. Back tomorrow more. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.